1: I'm on Facebook periodically, and you know, I cruise social media, and I came across a really interesting photo. And that was Daddy Needs a Kidney, and it was a picture of two little girls holding a sign. And you know, it it had to compel you because you know, when you have kidney disease, it affects so many people, it affects your family members, it impacts your friends, and people want to come forward and help. Today, we're going to be talking to Brandy Angel and Christy Calloway, and they're going to tell us about their journey, and we're going to first talk to Brandy, who took that picture. So, welcome to the show, Brandy. Hey. So, Brandy, tell us, how did you hear about this, that a kidney was needed by a friend's husband? Tell us a little bit how you became
0: aware. Uh, Well, Christy and I became friends several years ago when I was taking pictures for her, um, and she had reached out to us. When she found out from her husband that he was in stage five, renal failure, um, and that he only had 10% function left, and he had not told his family or his wife or anyone up to this point.
1: Wow. Did he know, or
0: was he just oh, yes, kind Oh, he of knew. In... He had told her about seven years ago that he was at 70% function, and it had upset her, and she cried, so he decided not to let her know. Anyone worry.
1: Because, you know, if you, if you don't see the monster, you know, if you're under the covers, it doesn't come out, right? Not to mention he's a police officer. So
0: oh. <laughs> they have a—they want to be seen as strong and healthy and not quickly in a need.
1: I know. You know, it is. It's. It, I think it's so difficult because when you have an illness, you're in denial. And it's—and you you think, maybe this won't happen to me. So right. tell us about this. these different pictures that you took— And what was the inspiration to take a campaign viral
0: about the need? At first, she asked if any of us would be tested, which I immediately said I would until I realized I've had multiple kidney stones myself and wouldn't be able to do that. So once he told her that she could make it public, you know, to see, because the best possible option would be a living donor, um, she called me and she's like, what can we do? Can we take a picture, you know, maybe get it out there? to see if we had any response. And I said, well, why don't we do like everyone does on Facebook and, you know, everybody wear the color of awareness and write a sign and have it say, our daddy needs a kidney and we'll take it from there and I'll make it go viral. So that's what we did.
1: So tell us what happened. I mean, you know, this has gone viral. How many people have heard this story?
0: Oh my gosh. Well, it started the first night we, um, I just put it on my personal photography page. And started sharing it, and I shared it with everyone I could think of, and I sent it into the local news stories, and um, or as a local news story to the news stations. And when I woke up the next morning, it was on USA Today, (laughs) their website. So we knew immediately we had to get a page set up for our daddy needs a kidney, so everyone would have one. You know one place to go and one place to message so we could keep up with everything because we didn't want to miss anything that someone had written. And so we started that page. And within 48 hours, we had 15,000 likes, and we had reached 7.2 million people. Wow.
1: And, you know, just to think about how much awareness this brings, because prior to hearing this story, were you aware of how many people were waiting for a kidney? Oh, absolutely not. And I was in
0: the medical field for 10 years. I was a surgical tech. So I knew that aspect of everything, you know, that side of the story. But I didn't know how many people were just in desperate need and how easily it is to donate a kidney to someone. Personally, I was on the um, bone marrow registry, and I didn't realize it was even different, you know, to be on a different registry for a kidney or an organ. And um, I've learned quite a bit in the past month about kidney donation.
1: And your picture is so widely seen. That must make you feel incredible that you're just
0: making such a huge difference. Absolutely. And to have this kind of reaction to people and have, you know, 3,000 people call to donate to Raleigh when they don't even know him, that they felt connected, they felt drawn to them, and they felt... So many people even said it would give them purpose in their life to be able to help save another person. It, and it, that's when we realized that this was bigger than just Raleigh.
1: Yep. You're bringing awareness around the world. Right. We this. have You're people sorry. calling
0: from Germany and Canada and soldiers in Afghanistan, um, Australia offering kidneys as a kidney donor. Wow.
1: So tell us a little bit about how you made this picture go viral, because so many people are looking for kidneys and doing different things on the internet, and they don't have as much success, but obviously you have taken over Google and Facebook and everybody, so you have a lot to share.
0: Absolutely. I I essentially used every avenue of social media and used it together. Okay. I used Twitter. I used Instagram. I used LinkedIn. I used Facebook and I centered it around the Facebook page, and I just shared it as much as I could and encouraged other people to share it. And I think a lot of it had to do, and Christy was answering all the messages. I was answering messages. We had friends that had to step in at the beginning because it was so overwhelming just to personally answer every message, email, or comment that was made. And I think that made a big difference as well for people to feel like you know what they were saying mattered.
1: Well, you know, on social media, if you like or say something in response, it helps your posts go higher. Right. Exactly. and
0: I've, Exactly. <laughs> A <laughs> lot mean, of people is- don't understand that. I'm like, the more you like it, the more you favorite it, the more you share it. it, it gives it more... Exposure. Exactly. It gives it
1: more um it, it gets rated higher on the page. It's just something that I understand
0: and I don't know why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, obviously, um it's it's benefited a family and you know, it's been so great talking to you and I think your name just Brandy Angel sums it up. You are an angel, and uh, thank you so much for helping somebody with kidney disease. Well, we uh, plan on trying to help many more. Many more. Well, that's wonderful. Absolutely. Well, now we're here talking to Christy, and she's going to tell us a little bit about, you know, her journey through this, journey of helping her husband find a kidney, her husband Raleigh, and welcome to the uh, show, Christy.
2: Thank you for having us.
1: So, you learned about this, and I just heard this from your friend Brandy, that your husband was at 10% kidney function. He's a police officer, and he didn't want anybody to know because when you're a police officer, you want to, you know, be strong and not be considered weak. But you had to see signs that he wasn't looking well. Did you? Uh, no. Oh, wow. He's a good, he's a
2: good fibber, huh? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> obviously, you know, I, I saw medication that he was taking. Um, You know, he's also diabetic and hypertensive. So, um, I mean, he even stowed his medication away. I wasn't even seeing all of the medication he was taking. Um, And he eats and drinks very, very clean. Mm -hmm. I mean, er, he is following a renal diabetic diet. Um, And, I mean, all of his doctors are just amazed that he he looks so well. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And he still works full time and, you know, has two little girls and a family. I mean, that's exhausting in itself.
2: Absolutely. And, and I, if, if there were any symptoms, that would probably be the primary one is at the end of the day, once the girls go to bed, he's done. Right. I mean, it's he has is, is fallen asleep within 10 minutes of sitting down. So he's also very anemic um, because, you know, his kidneys aren't able to produce red blood cells.
1: Yep, I know that feeling. I used to get two units of blood every six weeks for about 12 years, so it's, it's a horrible feeling to right. feel anemic. So tell us a little bit about this picture was taken. You woke up the next morning, and you, your mailbox was full of requests to donate a kidney to your husband. What, what did that feel like?
2: Unbelievable. You know, when Brandy said, let's take this picture, and I'll make it go viral. You know, with everything that was going on, really, that was just a fleeting statement to me. I had no idea that it would actually happen. So, I mean, we spent, I don't even, there were days we didn't even sleep at all. Just, you know, I took time off of work just to respond to messages and, you know, we're a good team. She's the social media guru and, you know, I'm the writer, so she would let me know, you know, the questions that people had and what they wanted to know, and, you know, I would, you know, write something up to answer their questions and send it to her, and then she would, you know, share it everywhere.
1: And, you know, now I imagine whenever you go out, your daughters are recognizable too. <laughs> <They> <laughs> people are. in your community, like, you know, they could say, oh, I know you guys.
2: Well, and we had originally planned not to really have any discussion with our oldest, who's four, until it was time for surgery mm-hmm. if he, you know, were to be less with a kidney. Obviously, you know, we had to, we had to have a discussion sooner than we planned with, you know, news crews and people recognizing her. And, um, you know, people were asking me how he was doing. And of course, you know, she was curious about, you know, what all the, what all the buzz was about, but you know, she, she took it well.
1: So how is your um husband handling all this media attention?
2: He's done really, really well. I mean, it, It's amazing to think that, you know, two months ago, he was keeping the secret from practically everyone, and now he's very willing and open to discussing it.
1: Yeah, that is, because it's, I don't know, I don't know if you find this, but I find that women are a little bit more chatty than men when it comes to illnesses.
2: They are, (laughs) and, but, you know, I think that one thing that has put him in a position to be more comfortable and wanting to talk about what all has happened is, you know, his family members and, you know, coworkers and friends, you know, have all kind of realized that this could happen to anyone, you know, and a lot of people have conditions that they aren't taking care of and and they've been calling him and asking, you know, what do I need to do? You know, what do I need to eat to, you know, lower my blood pressure or to control my um, glucose? So I think he's enjoyed kind of feeling like a, a source of information for other people. Right. And I know he's gotten to feel relieved. I mean, that was a huge, huge burden to carry alone.
1: A secret. I mean, you know, I mean, it's uh, if you're, as you said, a police officer, you just don't want people to think that you're sick. I I can totally get that. Absolutely. Now, so I'm kind of interested on how the transplant facility has handled all the requests. Because is it a large transplant facility? I mean, how's the process working now?
2: Emory is a huge um, hospital. It's Emory University, and they have an entire floor that's dedicated just to transplant. They were overwhelmed. (laughs) With calls and, you know. Yes. I mean, they actually had to designate an option when you called in. It literally said, if you would like to donate a kidney to Raleigh Calloway, press this. Wow. And people were leaving their contact information. They're still calling people back.
1: Wow. Wow. And wh- where does everything stand right now? Is Raleigh been
2: approved for the transplant list? Well, now just right a now we had a couple on. of speed bumps. Um, he had a couple of nodules on his thyroid that we had to rule out as anything worrisome. Um, and we've done that. And then he also was not immune to varicella. So he had to have a two-part um, series of shots for that, which we've done. So actually today, probably as we're speaking they're presenting his case to the transplant team for approval. Wow! So they are going to be calling us tomorrow or Friday with the official word,
1: and then they'll start working up the donors that have have um you know right. I where, mean, do we you have where do you start? Where do you start? Waiting
2: for him to be approved to donate their kidney, and I mean they are eager to help.
1: Well, I think it's going to be interesting, um, and you know, hopefully Emory will share this information because of the fact that how do you work up, you know, 3,000 people who have called? Right. I mean, do you start with just the A's? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you just start with a certain
2: age? They do. Um, They've got four coordinators there, four nurse interviewers and coordinators. Um, One was assigned... To Raleigh, and of course now others have had to chip in to help. Um, but what they've been doing is for the people that have opted to be an altruistic donor, donate mm-hmm. to a stranger. They are then um, passed on to whichever nurse handles, you know, that letter of the alphabet. Right. So
1: they so they have one that for friends and family who want to donate, then one that's for altruistic donation. Correct. Well, that must just be crazy for Emory, but it's amazing how much awareness and, you know, information you're bringing about organ donation to the community. So my question is for you. I mean, you know, I, I can't even imagine the stress you may be feeling because, you know, I had my fourth transplant three years ago. Um, oh, wow. And um, my third one lasted 20 years, and my kidney failure was caused when I was two. So this has been a lifelong journey for me. I'm 48 now, and— Um, You know, I had my third transplant for 20 years, and my my fourth transplant I got, you know, I've been married 17 years, and, you know, I always think about how much it affected my husband, you know, because... You know, sometimes the caregivers don't always get, you know, s- some support. The, the patient does. And right. I, I know it's really important for the caregivers and the partners that are around them to take care of themselves because you don't want to end up sick. Right. Can't be kept pulling all-nighters all, all the time.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Especially with two little girls. Yes. But, you know, thankfully, we, ha- we have an amazing support system. You know, my parents live two minutes from us. Mm-hmm. Um they've always been, you know, super involved with, you know, our kids. And so, you know, anything that we've needed help with, they've been there. Friends have been amazing. And, I mean, it has really been every person that has said, if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. They mean it.
1: Right. Isn't it? it it's it's you know, you basically have started a campaign not as extraordinary as the ice bucket challenge that's everywhere right, <laughs> but um the awareness level is is just incredible. and this helps all people with kidney disease. Now, can you talk a little bit about when you you know you're you know once um Raleigh has found a donor and he's probably through recovery, um you want to continue this effort of bringing awareness. Can Me you too. tell us a little bit about that?
2: Well, the number of people that didn't even realize that you could live after donating a kidney was astounding. I mean, Brandy and I have talked about that a lot, you know, that people had no idea. You know, people think of donating organs and they think that that has to happen once you're deceased. And that's not the case. And people, people are starting to see that. And we want to make sure that, you know, those that haven't seen it will see it. And we even the conversations that people have had on our page with each other, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is just, you know, in one place for the same reason. You know, they all care, they want to help, or they need help, and they enjoy communicating back and forth with each other. So, you know, we thought it would be great if we could have a place where people could continue to do that. Um, speak with people that have firsthand knowledge and experience with something that they may be going through. And it just helps to know, too, that you're not alone, that other people have been where you are and have made it.
1: Right. No, it is. And it makes people aware that, you know, if you're healthy, you can donate a kidney. Um, uh, You know, it's uh, it was amazing. Um, I had about 10 people come forward when I needed my fourth kidney. I mean, I was just amazed that it's just, you know, because you're like, uh, but one of the people that tried to donate they found serious health issues with him and right. the fact that he tried to donate probably saved his life absolutely and so you you never know where what's going to happen at the end of the
2: day that's true and i do believe everything happens for a reason
1: so can you tell us a little bit about where to follow the story? Because, you know, we're obviously going to be posting this um, interview, um, you know, probably right after Labor Day. And we want to make sure that people know how to um, find and hear about
2: the outcome. Well, I am going to let you talk to Brandy.
1: Okay. About Sounds like that Because
2: she, she is going to be the one that's going to. Probably have most control over that. So she's right here.
1: Okay, give me back to Brandy. Thank you so much. Thank you, and good luck to you and your family.
2: Thank you.
1: Hi, Lori. Hi, Brandy. We speak again, and you're going to give me all the ins and outs about how people can, you know, find your story, communicate with you, and hear the progress as we, you know, this this story unfolds. Well, we
0: absolutely have the Our Daddy Needs a Kidney slash Team Callaway. Um, Facebook page, which is where we've been keeping the updates um, throughout the whole process, and we're going to continue using that as well. We're also working on a website. um going to be callowaysangels.com. Um, I'm in the process of that like, literally as we speak. <laughs> but for <laughs> now, the Our Daddy Needs a Kidney slash Team Callaway is everyone's best bet for... Yeah, just go to Facebook and
1: type that in to the search box and I'm sure it will pop up.
0: (laughs) It will absolutely pop up. And um, we're in the process of applying for a nonprofit organization to continue doing this to help other people find their matches. And all of that will be on the page so people can see where we're standing with that and what we're planning on doing with it.
1: Well, I think it is so amazing that you, you know, stepped forward, helped a friend in need. Um, basically, created more friends than you probably ever thought you would ever have as a result of it. Definitely taking
0: a different path in life than I <laughs> thought just a month ago. But
1: and uh, you know, I can hear the joy that you feel coming over the intercom because you know the best gift you can give someone is to help someone else. The best you The best gift you can give
0: yourself is to help Absolutely. someone else. Absolutely. And I mean, people keep saying they'll be like, well, "Why did you do what you did?" And I'm like, "Because I could." Right. Why wouldn't I? If I'm capable of doing it, I would want someone to do the same thing for me if I was in that situation.
1: You know, what? that is great advice to end on. So everybody who's listening, if you see somebody in need, go out and help them if you have the ability.
0: Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.